2: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Cow Corner Extra Show. With me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Ian Slat Slater, Ian Alderson, and Ollie Griffiths. For your latest dose of all things lower league,
0: Shropshire cricket.
2: And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast Extra Show. I'm James Hill and once again I'm joined by my good friends, the two Ians. Ian Slat Slater and Ian Alderson. A trio of baldies tonight, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We've lost the follicle, one.
1: (laughs) Good to Rumor be here. has it. Rumor has it he's having his hair cut to look like us. Oh, so we'll wait it's a for good the look. next pod.
0: <laughs> he will start growing a beard as well, though, won't he?
2: <laughs> Welcome to Cow Corner Eggheads. Anyway, <laughs> um apart from Ollie having the time of his life in America, how are we all doing, guys?
1: I'm very well. We're we're uh, yeah busy. We've been. Uh, I didn't play Saturday. We were busy shearing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's going really well. The ground's looking nice and really chip at last. Uh, it's dried up a treat. Bit of rain these last couple of days, so hopefully uh, everything will be uh, fit and dandy, ready for a home game against Coton Hall, uh, the league leaders in our division, on uh, on Saturday. Mm. Groundsmen
2: are rejoicing, hey slats, with a bit of with these stormy weathers we've had. Uh, <laughs> obviously, played havoc on this weekend's games, which we'll get into in a bit.
0: It was biblical on Saturday at uh, Barrow Park. Um, I haven't seen anything like all the pollen coming out of the pine trees. It was uh, something from a science fiction movie. Uh, but really, really good. Um, yeah, need the water. Uh, we had another big storm tonight, so um, the groundsman won't need to water the wicket this week. It'll be fine. <laughs>
2: I haven't actually looked at the weather forecast. Is it due to be good for the rest of the week, or is it going to be the same? I say this as I'm off to the ashes on Friday, so I'm going to I'm going to
1: be very fun on Saturday. Scorchio. Oh, beautiful. Yes, I think it's it's getting this weekend and today was changeable, and then I think it's coming back warm and sunny again.
2: Yep. There we go. There Tuesday, we go. Tuesday, Wednesday, Rely Thursday, on the Friday, frama. Saturday.
1: Rely, Rely on, on the, the farmer farm, yeah. to
2: know. I bet you were absolutely loving it when you saw the rain coming down Ian. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, unfortunately, our lads' games had finished. Our game had finished by then, so uh, <laughs> yeah, we were and we'd finish shearing. So it was very good all round, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, they were in the pub, and uh, we we were uh, we were just wrapping the last fleeces. So uh, yeah, it was a good day. Good day. <laughs> A lot of games
2: obviously affected by this and it's it's made some interesting changes in the table with some teams not managing to finish and there was a lot of games looking through play cricket which were all nicely set up and yeah. not quite, you know, sides chasing looking like they might get there or teams looking like they may be bowling at sides out cheap and just not quite getting over the line and then some teams managing to get a result early on what
0: up until the storm was possibly the hottest day of the year so far. Yeah, some really interesting results out there and and, um, and a few concessions this week, which um, was interesting as well, you know, from teams not going to get a side out. You'd think post-week uh, out of the way, um, half-term done and dusted, that people would be back and be able to do that. But there were a few concessions out there, which was quite a surprise. But um, yeah, there were a lot of games where it was finally poised and the weather intervened. And there'll be a lot of grumbling faces of where teams thought they were going to get a result and then get abandoned points. And actually it comes out fairly level on the points. So Mm. (laughs) some teams got away with it. Yes. Um, Not, not
2: one, not one from divisions that we cover, but an interesting one was in division two where Chelmarsh scored 375 for five. And I believe had Shelton about 92 for six or something like that. And the game got abandoned with, I think Chelmarsh ended up with 13 and, Shelton ended up with about six or something off the top of my head. That may not be exactly correct.
0: There was another game in Division 3, Quatt versus Ludlow. Quatt were 215 all out, and Ludlow 75 for nine when the heavens opened after 21 overs. (laughs) So, uh, Ludlow seconds, managed to come away with nine points to Quatt's 14. So, uh, a pretty good result for them in that sense. (laughs) (laughs) 23rd of June. What's going on, Ian?
1: Cowpod 23. Get your discounted food and drinks right here, gentlemen. And ladies. Yes. Everyone. Everyone. And with hair. Get yourselves down. <laughs>
0: On you. a serious note, though, James, looking at the figures mm. of just over 800 tickets that we were allocated, there's less than 200 tickets available now, guys. And mm. you've got two weeks, literally just under two weeks, in about a week and a half. Mm. Get yourselves sorted. Use that link. Use that code. What is it again, Ian? cowpod 23 brilliant use that get your discounted tickets get your discounted food and drink get there let's have some fun Shropshire mm. together watching the cricket you can't ask for any more than that yeah it's gonna be it's going to be a great day as you mentioned discounted
2: tickets so the more that you buy the more discount you get you then message us with who's in your group what cricket clubs and uh, the email that booked it and we will then organize your discounted food and drink also on the day. On the day, this is the big one. Not only will all clubs who book through the Cowpod Twenty Three get a big shout out on the board and over the tannoy during the game, but we will also be having a club v club challenge on the Hallow Turf of Edgebaston. Just one week after Ben Stokes has led England to a, a glorious victory, you will get to replicate some of that on the pitch. with with your teammates as you come up against another club in the interval and the winners will get a prize, which ourselves and the Birmingham Bears are organizing. So it's going to be worth it. And then afterwards as well, we have got a a little social down at Sixes Cricket in Birmingham. So it's going to be, it's going to be well worth it. And you've got to make sure that you get in touch and uh, get those tickets booked.
0: And as uh, Slat says, be there or B square leg. And remember, if you're on that pitch at the the, the interval, just throttle back on the alcohol Beverages, the discounted alcohol <laughs> in the first half, so that you don't make a complete idiot yourselves.
2: No, no, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> no, it's gonna, it's gonna be great fun, and it's all gonna be, it's all gonna be a great day and well, great evening. And I can't wait to get all Shropshire clubs and just have one big social, meet some of you all, and uh, we will be going around with our our microphones and video cameras as well, documenting the day. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be good fun, and uh, yeah, it's just gonna be a big cricketers day out which is there are gonna, gonna be, be some,
0: there gonna be some interesting fun. results the following saturday <laughs> aren't they, hey?
2: it's gonna be like you know on sky sports where they always show like boxing day 1958 it's gonna be like that <laughs> shropshire cricket scores on the 24th of june after cow corner cricket day <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great i'm really looking forward to it to be fantastic no yeah so make sure you get that all links are on all of our posts that we put on on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can also, if you go to our bios, you can find all the information there. Uh, or if you can't find it, just send us an email to cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com or send us a direct message, a DM uh, into any of our social media platforms and we will contact you. Uh, I know we had a couple people who were not quite sure on how to do bookings and how to book the tickets, etc., etc. So we have also kind of helped people. Um, so if you are struggling, just again get in contact either via email or via our social messengers, and uh, we will we will get back to you as soon as possible. But anyway, that fun apart, let's get on to the last couple of weeks of cricket from Division Four to Division Eight. Let's get on with it. Let's start with our first division. So, in Division 4, Wheaton-Aston are still leading the way. Five weeks consecutively on top for them. Whitchurch, 2nd-11, are still in 2nd place. Gillsfield have jumped up from 5th into 3rd. Newport, 2nd-11, stay in 4th position. Frankton, 2nd-11, are in 5th. Shrewsbury, 3rd-11, have dropped to 6th. In 7th place, we then have Harper's. In 8th, Schiffnell 3rd, eleven have jumped all the way from 11th um, to 8th in the last couple of weeks. Good results for them. Hodnett and Peplow in 9th. Condover keep slipping down and find themselves now in 10th. Bishop's Castle still find themselves in the relegation zone in 11th. And um, Bridgnorth 3rd, eleven. it's just one thing after another for them. And they find themselves in 12th as they... Struggle to get victories on the board, but anyway, slats. Um, an interesting start to the season for Division Four,
0: yeah. I think, um, obviously, Wheaton Aston have been really, really consistent at the top there. They got some good performers and seem to be, you know, holding their place and being that consistent team. Whitchurch, who had a bit of a let's be honest, a bit of a flaky start to the season, uh, which surprised a lot of us, have really hit their straps now, got some good results in, um, you know. Big win on Saturday, uh, beating Condover, who are also coming back to form Mm. um, with, again, some good results. So that's a really good away win for Whitchurch there. Um, And Gillsfield started off like a train, then wobbled a little bit and have come back again with some uh, big victories again. Thumping victory on Saturday over Harper's, um, you know, winning by 153 runs, which is, you know, massive. And they've been bolstered by um, the returning to league cricket. Andy Flan uh, has joined Gillsfield, uh, I see. And also I see uh, Chris Scott, who I played, played against a couple of weeks ago, who was captain of column seconds, mm. um, appeared in, in their uh, ones last week as well. So uh, mm. interesting story of that. And don't know what's behind that or that move, sudden move. Chris, if you're listening, do get Me. in touch.
2: He actually did get in touch because we oh. brought this up on our <laughs> new show, the Shropshire no, Supplement, yes, so did. the yes. old uh, Shropshire Supplement that came out the uh, last week. If you haven't listened to it, why not have a listen? It's the old format where we go through every division from Prem to eight. And uh, we've got a little time on it, though, haven't we, Slats, where we do about five, minutes, five, five to six minutes for each division <laughs> and then cut off. And then if we've missed anything out, that's it. But yeah he has got in touch and basically just saying that he's other personal life decisions and uh, feeling really positive about it. Um, Obviously um, he's been quite open with a lot of stuff and he's going to be coming on the pod probably in the off season um, to do a special pod and talk about some bits and bobs, which um, I'm looking forward to. But yeah, one of the, one of the results that really, well, two of the results that jumped out to me are first of all that, that Gillsfield game 278 for five off their 40 overs. And then, Bowling out Harpers
0: for 125. Yeah. I mean, and again, some really good performances there. No, nobody getting into three figures, but Dave Williams ever consistent with 53, open, open the bat in. Sam Griffiths, 71, you know, uh, hits the ball very, very hard. And then roger Parfit, 62 as well. But you look at the scores all the way down, you know, everybody got to start. Um, with the exception of Chris, actually, bless him. <laughs> but, um, you know, Sunil John's a wily character. He doesn't give much away with the ball. Um, but, yeah, big result, that is. You know, into, you, you know, we were all expecting Harper's to bounce back a little bit after getting relegated last year. But Gillsfield are a club on the up. Um, so, yeah, really interesting result. A um, couple of other results that were quite interesting from the weekend. Um, you mentioned Schiffnell bouncing back a little bit. Mm. Well, they were... Gifted 20 points on Saturday. Uh, High flying Shrewsbury thirds uh, conceded mm. against, against them, which is a surprise because they've been doing really well in the division um, and having had two really good years, finishing runners up the last two years in Division 6 and Division 5, um, but conceded again uh, at Shifnal, And also, um, Bridge North, obviously, there's, there's issues there um, by the looks um, because, again, struggling in the bottom of the division, but also conceded this week. Yeah, um, um, you know, against Wheaton Aston, who, you know, top of the table and flying. So,
2: yeah, I think it's one of those things that we always bring up though, isn't it really? Kind of, I think with Shrewsbury, I was having a look at the sides that they picked, especially in their first team. There was quite a few second team players playing there. And in the twos, there was quite a few players who you'd see in the threes. When there's a lack of availability across all clubs, it kind of it evaporates. And it's weird to think yeah. that, you know, like like you were saying at the top of the show there's been quite a lot of concessions this week and it you know even even at our club even though we got three teams out this weekend you know we you know there was still a struggle for availability I think the, the one our ones had five our twos had about 14 <laughs> um, yeah. and we had to yeah. we had to scrabble around to try and make two teams but we we made two teams on the Saturday but obviously when you've got when you've got three or four sides that it, it makes, it makes a really big difference,
0: but it's a big shock for me with Shrewsbury. Have I mean, I understand bridge North, they're struggling a little bit. They got an absolute whooping from Shrewsbury Thursday the week before by 247 runs. Um, You know, I can understand, you know, you have know, people going, I don't quite fancy it this weekend uh, after that, but you know, should be third i've mean, scored 386 for 6 the week before and then ended up conceding the following week it's yeah it's it's topsy turvy for me i don't quite um yeah well hey, circumstances circumstances we all know we've all been captains it's tough sometimes getting 11 out especially mm-hmm. if you're you're captain in one of the, the, the your, your clubs lower teams you're, you're always fighting against people being poached up to other other teams um but yeah so it's an interesting-looking division. I think, you know, Wheaton-Aston will be consistent. Gillsfield, I think, will be up there fighting. Um, you know, they've already shown that, and I think if they have strengthened again, uh, you know, David Lewis is a savvy bloke, and um, he leads that team really well. So, uh, very interesting to see how uh, how that all pans out.
1: Yeah. Just looking at the, the, at the division, um, Condover have lost the last couple of weeks and are slipping down. But Bishop's Castle and Bridge North at the bottom, they're just um, losing ground on the rest of the, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good win um, points-wise. Um, yeah. And neither of them look like just winning at the moment. So uh, if they're not careful, they're going to be cut adrift.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Castle is struggling, I think. You know, uh, I know, I know a couple of guys there. Uh, Tom Mulder, who we call Spooky. Um, you know, Bats and bowls. Um, it's just getting 11 out consistently and getting every performing, you know, it's, um, it is, it's, it's tough. It's tough for those guys at the moment. I mean, you know, uh, we knew bridge North were probably going to be going to have a difficult season given that, um, you know, they didn't want to be, their first team didn't want to be promoted to the prem. So, you know, that all kind of floats down, doesn't it? And that's, we're seeing that in bridge North thirds at the minute. Mm another well the other game that i was going to bring up was
2: Hodnit versus newport second 11. um a game that finished 11 10 last week a side who 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 were in eighth versus the side who were in fourth Hodnit being the side that were in eighth and newport being the side that were in fourth hodnit having scored 232 for seven off their 40 with always abdul so unlucky uh, out for 98 lbw thomas wright Harry Fiaz, who's come back to the club, scoring 30. Ryan Ashley, Pert, 63. Um, Kevin George, the only other person out of their side to then make double figures. Everyone else, Ducks and, well, Ducks, apart from Mohammed <laughs> who got Dux. five. Um, so, interesting there. And then, in reply, Newport, um, 141 for five, so only needed 90-odd, with five wickets remaining and half nine, the game nine, 19 brilliant. overs to go yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and um but then on the other hand hodnett had then just got their main man thomas right out for 73 and they kind of got a new partnership at the crease michael windridge on nine matt pooler on two ian anderson caught in abdul and uh, harry Fialz with the wicket of thomas right so they were kind of going into the going into the lower order there so it was definitely not assert that it could have been any win. And, you know, that could have been crucial points for hodnit a side who find themselves down at the bottom and who are trying to turn their luck around.
0: Yeah. And, and by the way, some really good things I hear happening at hodnit by the way, as a club. Um, Lots going on there with the Shropshire Cricket Board getting involved. Ladies softball get go, going on there. They've had taster sessions. They're really getting going with that. Great little club. Um, And, you know, I'm really pleased Speaking of the Shropshire Cricket Board, they're getting involved, getting this stuff going for them. But, yeah, some really interesting stuff going on at Hodnett. You know, it was a club that were, uh, you know, wondering what they were going to do this season, how it was going to all pan out for them. And they've really taken a step forward and said, right, we're going to get ladies softball involved. We're going to do this. And the Shropshire Cricket Board are, are supporting them fantastically. I know how that is because, you know, we've had the same at, at Willie. And, um, you know, it moves things forward. So good luck to them with that.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, ladies softball's really taken off, and is doing really good things. Not only for women's cricket, but also for cricket clubs who are taking it up, and they're finding you know it's really getting a new lease of life, and more people involved in the club, or people Absolutely. who are already involved in in the club in a small part, more involved, uh, getting more people involved in cricket all round you know which is only a good and positive thing and getting more people into the game that we all love which is great so it's a bit of a no-brainer anyway let's move ourselves onto the next division and division five uh... so division five and church stressing continue their ascent as they look for promotion out of division five they stay on top of division five for another week in second place the hipsters choice Planidlois. lois In third place, Bomi have skyrocketed up the table from 5th to 3rd. Newtown's second 11 have dropped down to 4th. Pryor's Lee move up to 5th. Iscoid and Friends Bank drop all the way from 4th to 6th. Beacon find themselves in 7th. Much Wenlock stay in 8th. Kai Glass move up to ninth from 11th. Wellington 4th-11 drop down to 10th. St George's move up one place from 12th to 11th and Calverhall drop into the relegation zone again. And Calverhall drop into the relegation zone again, finding themselves bottom of the pile. Now, Division 5 this last week has been such an interesting last two weeks. All the favourites winning the one week and then this week, it seems to be in the week of the underdogs.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also the other thing about uh, this division... With the exception of Calvary who conceded this week, every single game was played um, and got a result before the the weather set in. Mm. So, where uh, the the previous uh, Division Four, there was a lot of con- two conceded games, two abandoned games, and only two results. So, I think this is a more fair a fairer reflection on the week and the positions in the league this week because obviously the games were played to a to a conclusion.
0: Mm.
2: Now, obviously, you don't kind of want to speak ill of of Calverhall, especially with Ollie not being here. But bit worrying times with everything that Ollie's kind of been saying about what's been going on at Calverhall, and then seeing them concede in the first week that he's away from the club. Yeah,
0: I think it's tough. I think it's it's, it's tough. They, you know, they've always been a club that when you know when they folded their second team a few years back, it was a right. You know, we've got a pull together to keep 11 interested or, you know, 12, 13, 14 interested. A lot of farmers there, you know, if if there's stuff that he's doing, and, you know, it's a struggle sometimes. You know that from Mm. Oldbury, you know, a team of farmers. And uh, so it can be tricky. Also, you know, I know Ollie, um, we we all know Ollie works damned hard to keep everything together and, you know, and organising things and what have you. And sometimes you haven't got that person at the helm for a couple of weeks. It can be a bit difficult. But, you know, it's... (laughs) Yeah, it's a shame. I think uh, it's a lovely little ground, and uh, you know they've done such a lot with it, with turning the square around, um, you know, making it a really good place to go and play cricket. But um, yeah, it's a great
2: place to play cricket, and they're a great bunch of lads to use a Cal Corner Bingo term.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, it's, it's just sad. It's just sad to
2: see, isn't it? But I, I think kind of as we're learning a bit of a theme throughout this last week has probably been availability.
0: Yes, yeah, I would say. But, I mean, you know, looking at games that stand out for me in the division, Church Stretton giving Much Wenlock an absolute thumping on Saturday, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to win by uh, 222 runs on a Saturday against a Much Wenlock side. Okay, they were missing a few key players, but a, a much Wenlock side that has been, you know, high scoring themselves and, and you know...
1: But they and, have lost a couple on the bounce just lately. That is their second game they've lost. They're, mm. you know, they weren't just on the crest of the wave that they were a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Mm. Miss, missing the free scoring Mark Brown, um, which makes a big difference. But again... You know uh, some big scores in there from you know some of the Church stretton guys, uh, and, and and consistent all the way down. You know even Atif Rashid coming in at number nine getting sixty three. You know it's Sajid Munir getting thirty seven and in six sixes in that thirty seven. You know they don't mess about. You know they they they're going after the bowling and and putting about the, the bowlers under pressure. Um and it, and it's it's. <laughs> You know they're, they're a strong outfit now. You know, and you, know, you got to say hats off to Pete Lee and Keith Yap and people like that who kept pulling together for Stratton to keep them going. And now they've you know they've got a, a good crew in there now, and they and they are um, pushing on. Another one that I that really stood out for me. Well,
2: I've got two that stand out for me because they're low scorers. One of them. Boemia Beacon. Me beacon. I was going to say Kai Glass beating high flying newtown bowling them out yeah. for 68 kai glass been in the bottom two or thereabouts since the season's begun then picking up a huge win you know scoring 166 for nine in their 40 overs and then bowling newtown second 11 all out for 68 is a massive result for kai glass
0: yeah and again he's saying newtown will be a flying high you know but um that's, that's that's a really interesting result. Um obviously the other one that stands out for me is obviously St George's versus Wellington. Mm. Again, big club Wellington. So he we bowled out for 37 is you know it's unusual. St George's knocking them off also in three overs.
2: In yes, <laughs> some it, yeah. Something yeah. special. They've just got oh let's just get yeah. it done.
0: Twelve and yeah. over, let's get on with it.
2: <laughs> yeah, actually, you look at it as well though, there were in that there were 23 extras. <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> 19 wides, four buys. Um, so you've got to think that Wellington must have had a bit of a mixed side, and probably given some of their younger players, or maybe some people. who probably, I don't know, because you, you don't want, you don't want to make assumptions here. Um, Niall Schaffer you don't want to...
0: Niall Schaffer five for five from seven overs, yeah. four maidens. That's 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 tight bowling you know mm. comedy rate of 0.71 Give me nothing away.
2: <laughs> you look at you know kenneth johnson's the most expensive he's one for
0: 13. <laughs> <laughs> yes shocking what yeah. was he doing what was he doing
2: <laughs> But yeah again that's that's another big game between two sides that were down the bottom of the tables so that you know that could be a massive result and mm. um I, I was playing against fortin the other day and um a few of the St. George's lads have moved across to there, and it was quite interesting getting their opinions. And um, I think there's a few other people who have left St. George's as well. So, it, you know, it's it's big weekend for St. George's. They won across the club, I think, last week. So good to see them putting some results together, um, having lost a, a significant number of their team, well, of their club even, because it goes across all teams, doesn't it really? there As you mentioned, Ian, that beacon Bowmere game, I'll let you go for that one.
1: Yeah, well, um, it was the battle of the, the two teams who went up um, from Division 6 the previous year. And Bowmere are just putting a little run together now. Paul Borland, his men are and women are, are uh, winning a few games. And they've got an interesting fixture next week, although it, it's third against six, But uh, Ishkoid are only uh, seven points behind them. So... Uh, you know, it's uh, eight points behind him. So it's, you know, it, see whether uh, Beaumier seconds are on the, on a roll and uh, and are pushing uh, for promotion again. I think somebody on the podcast did tip them at the start of the season to do quite well. I just can't remember who it was. But anyway, never mind. We'll, bl- must, we'll gloss must over have, that.
0: Must, must, have been, must have been the follicle, the one who's not here. Oh, ah, in <laughs> fact, it was. <laughs> Love it. But, yeah... <sighs> I mean, as I say, it's uh, yeah, it's so it's, it's interesting with the stagger and wines. You got to almost see it to the you get to the end of the first half, and you everybody's played everybody, and you know where you are then because you have still got teams who are playing the stronger teams first, and will play some mm. of the some of the less strong teams, should we say, uh, in and and towards the back end of the first half. So it'd be interesting to see how that stands out. But and
2: see, there's a few sides that have been quite lucky with concessions and stuff as well, and with the weather that's been as well. It's. You know, yeah. as you I mentioned, that
0: all... well priorly the new new side have had their second concession against them. So, you know, that's forty points they've picked up, but they're they're up there in fifth. Um and it's not their fault, bit
1: teams can see, no, absolutely can, not. Teams can see. Do you think? I mean, I don't know this, whether it's a fact or not, but there does seem to be more concessions. More games conceded early on this season than other seasons. Mm. Do do anybody else think that, or is that just me? No,
0: it's, it's, I I think,
2: yeah. I think it, I I wonder whether it's because we've had more bank holidays um,
1: potentially. Could be. Could be.
0: Um, Look, it's, it's, I mean, we've
1: done, we've covered two divisions so far, and we've had three conceded matches already. mm. I don't remember if there's any else lower down, but, you know, it just seems to me there's quite a few and clubs that you wouldn't expect it. You know, I wouldn't expect Shrewsbury thirds. I wouldn't expect Bridgnorth thirds to be conceding games. You know, they're they're quite big, high-profile clubs within Shropshire. I know yeah. they're it's the third team, but you know, you'd think that they would put be able to get sides out on a Saturday. Yeah. Now, I'm not.
2: I'm. I'm not. I'm never the advocate of increasing punish, punishments to try and encourage. More participation or anything like that. Um, I always think there's ways that you can kind of try and encourage people to get the game on. But you know, if if some if 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 a side was say docked twenty points for a concession, would you, <laughs> would, you would you would you see more teams get out, or is it just a case of they can't concede and it's put and it's put in?
0: I, well, unsur- unsurprisingly, uh, Hurley, I've got some very strong views on this and uh, have had for many years. Really. Games. Yeah, surprise, surprise. I think. Look, I think it's a club issue. You can't blame the third division, you know, the, the third team captain and the third team for not having enough. You know, it's the club picked the teams as a club. That's what happens at Willie. You know, we pick the teams as a club, and you know, you work together as a selection committee to make sure you've got those teams out. But look, I th- I think th- the way to do it for me is to you know you speak. Clubs have to then. Literally, the, the, the club gets penalised. So whether that's not just five points, five points is nothing. I'm sorry, it's not a deterrent. It's not a, it's an easy, it's an easy out. We're going to get take a five point hit. It should be a bigger thing, but it actually should be that all the clubs in the Shropshire League from, sorry, all the teams in the Shropshire League from that club have some sort of penalty because then the club do more about it. They work harder to do something about it. But also I think they should actually have to write to the league and say, this is why we conceded our game this week. This is what we're doing about it to change things going forward to make sure that you know what it's not going to happen again. Because when you enter a side in the league, you're making a contract with the league that you're going to fulfil those 22 fixtures unless weather the weather intervenes. You're going to that, that's that's your contract to the league when you're you're in a league situation, and if you don't do that, you're stopping people playing cricket. So the people you're conceding against, you're stopping them getting a game of cricket every weekend. And I know it's tough. Listen, I've been a second team captain, scratching around for players and making loads and loads of calls and dragging people out. You've been there, Ian. I've read your book. You've been there, Ian. <laughs> How long did we get in before we mentioned his book? Um, but you know, you you scratch you, you scrat around and you, you get players out there and get mm-hmm. a game on. And, I mean, I yep. had
2: parents. I had parents who'd never played games of cricket. I had friends yeah. who'd never played a game of cricket. Who Un- uncle, aunties, everything, drag them in, <laughs> get on, just have a game. And we got, yeah. and even if we had seven or eight, we we get on just so we had a game. There was only one game which we conceded because it was Lanny and I couldn't play in that one, and I felt a bit bad sending seven people who've never played cricket before to Lanny. Cause it, but it's a it's a long track and, yeah, and, and landing and a very good side yeah, uh, yeah
0: but but I don't you know what I, what I would say is is that and, and listen i I know what it's like and it's tough on those third team captains and those those captains who struggle around and do try really hard but as a club you have to together. And you work as a club to make these teams out there. So, should be writing to the league saying, listen, you know, we're really struggling with players. We try to get some loan players in, know, we've done this, and we're going to do that more of that in the future. I'd be really interested to know how many of those teams that concede or have conceded this season actually have tried to use the loan system. Might be all of them. I don't know, is the honest answer. I'd be really interested to know. Guys, get in touch. Let us know. Put us right. That's fine. Mm. But let us know. I
2: think if we. If you, I think it's easy. I think it's easy to look at it in that way when you frame it as like sides like Shrewsbury, Bridge North, and you look at them as big sides. But if we framed it as say like an Acton Reynolds or a Calver Hall, for example, would you? Would we have? Would people? You know, would you? Would you think of it in a different perspective? Uh, wanting uh, clubs um, struggling to get teams there. From is, there. If there you're going huge... to punish them by twenty, it's kind of. I'm not saying, saying you kind of saying 20
0: points. What I'm saying is that every Shropshire League club in that sorry, extra Shropshire League team in that club gets a points penalty. Now, if you're a singleton club, you're only getting one team getting that penalty. Mm. Act, Acton Reynolds turned up with nine on Saturday, and another one turned up and then had to go early. So, you know, they they're trying really hard. Um, you know, and
1: I think think the other thing you've got to be careful of is when you are a single team club, I did mention this in an earlier podcast. If you don't want to concede a game as a captain, which I don't, you know, I always want to try and get the game played, you know, and if you go somewhere or if you have a team that comes to you and you have only got eight players, you know, and then you absolutely get hammered. it is very difficult, it is counterproductive for the following month to try and get those players to play again. Mm. So, you know, as I've said before, sometimes maybe conceding a game is actually Mm. better for a single-team club. I'm not, I'm not, I I couldn't, Um, I I don't take issue with anything anybody else has said on here, but I do Mm. think that sometimes... I never used to mm. but I'm I would I would definitely consider depending on who we were playing that week if I'd only got seven or eight players now I would be definitely thinking that we would be conceding because I know going forward I would rather have 11 players for the next 3 weeks that are mm. willing to play other than trying to coerce them into the side again
2: I don't know how you could incentivize the loan system but I feel like there there needs to be more way of potentially a, a... I don't. I don't even know how you do it, but you know there are. You know you see of players who, who can't who aren't playing on a Saturday, and then other sides are struggling to get a team together, and then certain sides not offering players to loan, or some people may not really know how to use the loan system or how it works. I know there was a, a bit of confusion when there was all the was it Lillashaw who got. You got uh, called off their twos, is it, or something? And they yeah, yeah. Against decided... Axon Reynolds,
0: Axon Reynolds had three players available, but yeah. they, they but they conceded the game early because they knew they weren't going to get any players. They conceded mm. on the Tuesday, which then allowed a number of leadership players to go and play cricket in other, in other teams.
2: Mm. I think there was a bit of confusion in regards to the rules with the loan system. I saw at one point with them, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I love the, I love the loan rule system. I think it's great. I think I just i i do one worry well, sometimes that you know there well, are players who could get a game who aren't probably
0: yeah and and look i think look, we, we relax the rules and i you know i do sit on that rules committee we relax the rules for the loan system and then we had a couple of situations last year where it got abused so you kind of you know you're trying to do something to make sure more mm. people get played and then there's always some club that will try and take advantage of that and probably shouldn't do. And it might be misguided or whatever, but it happened. And we had people playing from the Prem playing in division six, you know, which, you know, common sense has to kick in somewhere. Mm. We want to be able to say, look, we want to get the game on. We don't want teams conceding games of cricket. That's the last thing we want. And so to relax that loan rule, to say, you know, go and play for another club. If you can get a game, Happy days um and but you kind of have to have a framework in place to make it work mm. um and that's that's always the difficult bit and it's balancing the two but for my view I you know and I, I look I, at the end of the day I'm one voice and and you know I have a view on these things but I, I just think there should be clubs should take ownership of it more with a singleton club that's fine you're gonna get your five- point penalty your 10 point penalty but what do you think would change if those bigger clubs, if every every side they had got a five-point penalty and one of their teams conceded. They'd work very hard to make sure that didn't happen, I think, and you got more chance of getting games on.
2: Well,
0: mm. oh. it's... It's something that I'd have to, I'll,
2: I'll definitely have to have more thought about because I yeah I'm, <laughs> um, I'm sure I'll listen to this back and think of many other points that we could do but yeah if you if you have your own thoughts or anything you want to put to us and we can bring it up in maybe even the next supplement show or something send us an email com. but um yeah so we'll move ourselves on to division six
0: even on a budget, quality
1: is non-negotiable.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: Okay, so we move ourselves on to the next division and division six. So, Old Scott Heath, second 11, continue what seems like a procession to what seems to be the title in division six. The side have led the way from week one all the way through to eight. And second place, Kund the big movers. They've moved themselves all the way from 10th in week three, from 9th in week five, all the way up to 2nd in week eight. Knocking and Kinnelly, 2nd-11, drop down into 3rd. Roxter and Uppington move down into 4th. Welshpool, 2nd-11, move up to 5th. Another team who have jumped up high, moving from 9th in week six to 5th in week eight in sixth place we then have lillishall seventh willie who seemed to love that position in eighth we've got acton reynolds (laughs) there's a joke in there somewhere (laughs) um (laughs) sorry um in ninth our hardcore in tenth our monty second eleven in eleventh our columns second eleven and staying in twelfth position for the seventh week running our Ludlow 3rd eleven. So, some surprises really, I'd say, Uh, but nothing that we haven't really kind of brought up, but um, there are still a couple sides who are moving up and down the table, but pretty much starting to level out this division, it it looks like. Um, Slats, I'll let you, as this is your division that you play in, I'll let you crack on with the start for this, mate.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Kund, they're a strong outfit. They really are. I was very surprised where they were early doors in the in the season. It was a bit of a surprise, but there might be some games not played and that sort of thing. But now the weather's changed. Tracks are hard. They've got a cracking batting lineup. You know, you, you get Troy at the top of the order generally. Um, you know, you've got Farrell Waters coming in and smacking it about as well. And then you know it's Trey Kinsey, Jason Brooks. From Frankton, joined from Frankton. You know he's got a couple of, a couple of three half centuries this season already. One against John Holtz, us. A very
2: good um all-rounder. Yeah, and another one of the bold men society.
0: He is. You know, <laughs> he's got a fantastic pate on him. He has, I tell you. But he was. He just got back off holiday and play against us. But uh, I see he tucked in with 44 on on Saturday as well. Um And bowls a nagging left arm over line Four um, for
2: 22 as well in the game
0: does like an LBW appeal when the ball pitches outside leg, though, and I have to explain it to him. But other than Left that, he's arm fine.
2: over in swingers, though. Always, yeah, always a chance.
0: If, he if he pitches, pitches pitch, it pitches outside leg, mind. it doesn't matter, mate. You can, it, it can hit, him, hit him smack in front. It doesn't make any odds. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah. And obviously, uh, beating column on Saturday. Um, Welshpool come to life a little bit. And getting some results in, obviously a big win against Harcourt on Saturday, again the battle of the two teams that got promoted last year and you know separated by a point, Um, but that was a big win, 117 run win uh, for Welshpool Seconds. Um, Probably the surprise was Ludlow Thirds the big win on Saturday, beating beating Knockin and Kinley, who were really really strong against us, but um, yeah. But, but obviously well, short, short-handed, weren't they? Because they only lost nine wickets; were all out, so can have only been with ten. Um, and, and
1: Ludlow, um, Ollie Bolton, the captain, Kevin, his old chap, played for him on uh, eighty-five. Saturday, eighty-five, yeah. A quality, quality, back well, quality cricketer. And um, you know, he was. I, I'm just looking down, and and obviously Toby Oxborough got sixty-nine. And Ollie Bolton himself, who hasn't scored many runs this year, got thirty six. But to have Kevin Bolton leading the team from from the the first batting position has it, got to make a huge difference to Ludlow threes in that division. And if Ollie can get his dad to play a bit more, they will they will get out of that position.
2: Yeah, massive massive result, which probably you wouldn't pick on form. And um, hopefully, as you say, a, a return to form for Ludlow thirds and may get themselves off this bottom spot and. Um, yeah, the, the Knocking team looked okay. You know, they've Paul Hollyo, Grant Tanadine, Ryan Darlington, good players. Um, it looks like Andy Cook didn't bat, and that's why um, they were all out for 126.
0: Um, yeah, yeah a surprise, sad. really, because, again, I thought, you know, Knocking was strong when they came to us. Yeah. Um, I think they're missing a couple that, uh, that day, to be fair. Obviously, Gary wasn't playing. Um, Gary Darlington. Um, but yeah, listen, a good to see Ollie getting a few runs, as you said, Ian, I think uh, yeah, there's a tough start to the season. So uh, good for him. And Yeah, he
1: works hard, he deserves a few runs. He's, yeah. he's a very good lad and, you know, he's only just finding his way in captaincy and, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I really hope he goes on and and, and gets out of those relegation places. But of course, Colum are down there as well. You know, uh, we, who would have thought that at the start of the year? Um, you know they they've they've consistently been in the bottom two these last few weeks. Yeah. Um and obviously uh, Chris uh, Scott's left them. They lost the captain. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
0: um yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Uh, as you say, Oscar Heath just seemed to be very very strong, flying away at the top there. Although they haven't, you know, obviously come up against the mighty Willie yet. So we'll see what happens there. They're probably uh...
1: yeah, going back to going when, back to that when, that, game, when is that really? fixture.
0: God knows. I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I, I am just looking down there, wait.
0: Oh. It's a while, yeah. I think you
2: do look at that column batting lineup though, and there are the people have got starts, you know. There's Harvey Beryl, he's got twenty-three, Jamie Yardley, thirty-one, Daniel Perkins, the twenty-three, Mark Powell, Jamie Robinson, Daniel Taylor, all getting to double figures, but no one really pushing on and getting that big score, which is could make a difference but then when you've got a coincide you've got dan wilson john holt rob chandler Fowler waters as you say it's they're a very strong side aren't they yeah so, i mean uh, never know. maybe bat, maybe, batting columns change. maybe columns fortunes will change soon um a couple games that were all set up and then were abandoned due to win lose we'll start with lillishall second 11 versus Roxton and uppington lillishall all out for 132 and then uh Roxton needing forty-nine off the final twelve overs, um, with a few wickets left in hand. Um, six down though, six down. Yeah, it's always tricky. Yeah. It seven and eight in. It could have gone could have gone either way.
1: Yeah,
0: I think. Interesting. I think
1: I think Lillashaw would have fancied winning that.
0: Yeah. Rich Barge is missing. Um which having seen his bowlings probably they, they yeah they would have fancied it if because he, he's not have to have a bowl you see mm. <laughs> I'm kidding rich um but yeah John Archer not not really getting any runs at the moment and um, ad always gives you gives you a bit at the start and get, you can get big runs if you're not careful against him um, yeah it's it's it was one yeah poised shall we say yeah um, As was, I'm guessing Hurley. You think you you talk about the next one, which was um... Willie
2: second eleven versus Acton Reynolds. Acton Reynolds 175 for eight off their 40. Willie 150 for two with 19, well 18 and a bit overs to spare to get the 25. Um, Chris Rudd 48 not out. Lindsay Rudd 51 not out. Gutted for Chris not to be able to get his uh, fifty, and for Willie just to miss out on those full twenty points. Which you must not have a, been not not as
0: again. not as gutted as I was, mate. Because Chris is in my fantasy team this year, and you know he gets bonus points for a fifty. I was not happy with him at all, but he got three wickets as well, so um, yeah, it <laughs> didn't do too badly for me. Um, yeah, it was, again, Reynolds was short-handed, um, and but. Rishi, Rishi Lee got 91 um, you know hit the ball very hard to the boundary took his time, played the good balls back and you know when he got a bad ball he put it away, um, probably the best I've seen Rishi bat actually, I haven't seen him over a few years um, fell to you know a tremendous one handed full length diving catch um, you just fell didn't you Rishi? I tripped over. Yeah. I tripped over, tripped over bootlegs and gravity took
1: over.
0: <laughs> oh, bless you. No, yeah, honestly, he was going like a train on for on for a ton. and he just happened to uh, get very unlucky that I managed to hold on to one. Um, and yeah, we should, yeah, it was a game. We, you know, if the weather hadn't intervened, yes, we, we'd have we'd have won comfortably. You'd like to think. Um, but, you know, that's that's how things are. So you just got to uh, suck it up, get on with it, and go on the next week and take the positives. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and
2: um, I mean, I think we've spoken a lot about Axe and Reynolds and their player availability, so I don't want to over-egg the pudding by going on about it again. Hopefully they get well, something moving forwards and they get a consistent 11 that they can start putting out.
0: They were missing their top three batting uh, the top three of their of their batting order were missing. They'd go, all gone away. I think it was some, some event up was on and they'd all gone away together to that. So or we're, we're, were away. So John was John Gwiller was telling me. So it makes a big hole, doesn't it? You know, you lose your top three bats batting lineup. But Kev Harrison was putting it on the spot as usual, as you'd expect mm-hmm. with the ball. Dude, on that yeah. note, we'll move ourselves on to <laughs> Division Seven. <laughs>
2: Okay, and on to Division Seven. So in Division Seven, Coton Hall still lead the way. Another one of the sides that have led from week one all the way through to week eight. In second place, Lillishall, third eleven. They've been in second place since week three and they keep going. Moving up the table, well, they've been third place. They've been in third since week four. Alberbury second eleven. In fourth place, Condover, second eleven. In fifth place are Forton. They've jumped up from ninth in week five all the way to fifth in week eight. In sixth are Corvedale, who have dropped down from fourth. In seventh are Quat Third Eleven, who have been up and down this season. In eighth place are Ponsbury Second Eleven. In ninth are Elsmere Second Eleven, and in tenth are a struggling All Brighton Second Eleven. So, Ian, I'll let
1: you start on this one, as this is your division. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite a nice division to be in because anybody seems to be able to beat anybody on their, on their day, uh, which, which is quite a, a nice thing about it. But if you notice, um, the, the, the positions in the division haven't changed the last couple of weeks. Um, most games were finished... Two games were abandoned uh, this weekend because of the weather, but it didn't make a difference to the table uh, at all. Uh Corvdale, we were, we played Condover and we got absolutely brooked. Um I was going to say it's more like a torrent, more like a torrent, wasn't it, for all the runs? <laughs> it, it, it was. It was. In fact. Um, one of one of the poor lads missed out. Hold oh, on. I, I I, I'll just get his name, the, the one Brooks lad. He, he needs a mention. Matthew Brooks. Uh, An- oh, and Andrew Andrew, Andrew. Andrew missed out. Andrew, oh, Andrew. Four. Andrew, what were you messing about at Andrew? Ben got 108, Sam got 106, and Matthew got 75. So out of their um out of out of their 339, there was um 214. Oh yeah, two hundred and ninety runs went to the Brookses. So uh, forty extras uh, and six yeah. by someone not
2: called Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went to Chris Hendon. Yeah,
1: you'll be Hendon. changing his name. You'll That's... be changing his name. <laughs> but, uh, we are we are just getting a little complex at at, uh, at because when we played Albury a few weeks ago, Joss decided to go to Croatia. Mm-hmm. And we play Condover this week, and Graham has gone back to Australia. So I think you should um, email into the Cow Corner podcast when you're playing Corvdale. <laughs> How far away are you going from Corvdale, so as you haven't got to play us? <laughs> We've had one in Croatia and one in Australia. Come on. Let's Let's have a few emails to say, uh, "How are you <laughs> avoiding holiday? What are you doing?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anything you'll do to avoid Millstreet Park? Is that what you Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, quick so, question, uh, quick question for you, Ian. Yeah, I see Phil Curzon played for you. Yeah. Is that Phil Curzon yeah. who used to play for Frankton?
1: It is indeed
0: Phil Curzon wow. who used to play for Frankton for ages.
1: Okay, he's he still moved. He's moved about a mile and a half from me. And uh, got in touch and said uh, he wanted to have a. He hadn't played cricket for two or three years, and he'd like to have a game. And um, yeah, no, he's 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 a very big part of the club now. He's had a good uh, had a good run. Is he is he still steaming in and putting it on the
0: spot and nipping away from you?
1: Uh, he he's getting there. He's a little rusty at the moment, but okay. uh, you know, once we get the first over out right the way, he's he's the 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 second is always better, but. Um, yeah, we've, you know, he's, he is, like I say, he's become a big part of the club and uh, he likes to drink after, as we all do. So uh, he, fits, he fits right in. I played it, I played uh, against
0: him for my, my first game for Willie First at Frankton and, and he took an eight for. <laughs> he's just, just unplayable that day.
2: <laughs> so three things jumping out to me here in Division 7, Ian. The first one being Fortin, second Eleven, a side who keep going up the table, obviously helped by the fact that the club has... Got a recent influx of players coming in from St. George's, which has no doubt improved the quality of the squad. Coton Hall versus Lillishaw, the battle of the sides at the top. Coton Hall 216 for seven off their 40. And uh, Lillishaw 140 for six with eight overs to go. So needing 76, well, 77 to win from eight overs. So 10 and over when the rain came. So that could be a big result with with cote and hall not getting the full points or lillishall getting the full yeah. points there for either side
1: yeah i, I think i think you're right yes cote and hall have have been very consistent all the way through uh, the season so far um we've got them on saturday at our place um so looking forward to that the other team lillishall always do very well steve Boney's lads they're just very consistent um it's a little bit of a shame for Steve because he does. They do the same thing every year. They just get into those promotion places and they can't go up because Lillechau mm-hmm. Two's are in the division above. Yeah. Um, it's it's a bit of a shame for him that you know all the hard work he puts in, getting the team together. Um, they don't play on the greatest track in the division. I mean, I always like playing at uh, at Edmond but it's you know it's it's tricky for them with no covers and everything. Um So. All were very, very good when we played them. I thought they were the best team we played for a couple of years. Um, they batted a long way down. Condover were superb on Saturday. I spoke to somebody from Poncebury the week before, and they'd been Brooks as well the, the week before. So, <laughs> you know, uh, as long as them brooks boys keep turning up, Condover could get could get higher, definitely. Mm. And, of course, when Graham comes back, they'll drink more beer as well. <laughs> um, and then at the bottom, all Brighton are... We didn't play them. It was one of the rained off games at the start of the season. So we haven't played them yet, but uh, they are, they are adrift. Yeah, Um, no, we, there
2: was, there was talk in the last in the Shropshire supplement, obviously of All Brighton struggling. And I can't remember who I was speaking to, who was saying that they had been speaking to someone from All Brighton who was saying that they were struggling with availability for their teams. I'm pretty sure it was All Brighton. It might probably Joss it wasn't me probably just, yeah <laughs> i can't remember who it was but um for them to score 211 and then have the game rained off must be a bit of a disappointment for them but Pontsbury were going for it they were 71 for four off 9 9.5 overs so that was another game that was set up and uh, but good points for all brighton in a battle between two sides down down the bottom though.
0: yeah interesting what you said about fortin actually because obviously a couple of weeks ago, they conceded the game, didn't they? Uh, Michael
2: Woodhouse, by the way, seventy
0: nine in that game. Yeah, he's, just, he's he gets the ball hard. I played against him a couple of years ago. He, he, he yeah, he does it the ball hard. But going just going back to Forton very quickly. Obviously, they conceded the game. What two or three weeks ago? Three weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah, uh, against Lillishaw. Um And so that influx of players from St George's, as you said, I think may have you know breathe some life into the club, but it's still the old stages, you know, the stalwarts of Forton getting the runs on Saturday, John Hemmings, 40, Stuart Henry, 87, not out. Um, Thomas Vickers, 29, you know, they've, they've been at Fortin for, for many a year. So, um, but just good that they've, you know, they, it means they're able to get a side out and, and, and be competitive. Um, so, you yeah, know, good for them. Yeah.
1: You're it's... talking about old men getting runs and, um, I'd just like to mention. He's over. Oh, right. Hot, skinny, uh, 52 not out on Saturday out of 155. batted. They batted the 40 overs for 155. They beat two down. us the week Yeah, two down. They beat us the week before. And um, a great display that day from Owen Tanswell, their, their wicket keeper. It took two superb catches, I thought. And um, he didn't make many runs against us, but he's a very good batsman. He's been in the runs. But I see he was in the twos on Saturday. So, well... Matt Jones I got a ton against you. Matt Jones got a ton against. I was going to mention him because he actually went on Twitter after and said that he had been having a, a difficult sort of 16, 18 months. And... Um, you know, was glad that he got back in the runs again. And and to be fair to him, he was a bit sketchy at the start, but he, he got right into it. And by the end, he was playing some superb shots. Um, Yeah, he had a he had a, he had a very good game. A very good. good game. He's a good cricketer. That's
0: good to but, hear, Matt. But, that's good to hear that. But, I, I, I think just the elephant in the room here, guys. Quad thirds, batted first, 150... Where are we? 150... 155 for two. Yes against Oldbury in their 40 overs and then got beat by uh five wickets in, in 27 overs so
2: Andy Win 50 uh Alex Hughes 31 Matthew Edwards 20 Jim Wynn, 15 not out Owen Roberts 11 not out um, Matt,
0: and Matt Jones didn't get a bat after getting a ton the week before he was at number 4 and was pad rashed Ovalry yes. well,
2: second eleven bowling lineup that day: Seb Pope, Steve Moise, Andy them. Holloway, Miles Thomas, Owen Roberts, James Harrop.
0: What a bowling line that that is for! Oh, day sorry, Ovalry saying. Yeah, okay. Oh. Quat, Quat oh. What was the bowling attack like for Quat then? Was it a bit of a, a, a different story? I just, you know, I, um, I'm just I'm interested. Theo so you.
1: know. Tanswell bowled very well against us at their place the week before. Bowled really well. Um, okay you know it's just one of those things alberbury are the best team we have played for two years at corbdale they were superb they batted well they fielded well and they bowled well at well up at their place yeah. we were we were very impressed with um alberbury i think yeah
0: if if a team finishes above alberbury this year in in division 7 i think they'll have won the league Or and hall yeah Look hall well it'll be interesting because coton hall they're a good bunch of lads and everything else and they like a day out at the um and the vitality blast don't they they do and that's the weekend that they've play in Albury. Well, okay. So that, that, <laughs> but that could make a difference. But, you know, hey, they've got a bit in hand at the minute, haven't they? So we'll see what oh, happens. quite a bit in hand. Great stuff. Is right it, Josh going to be in the first now? Honestly, Obviously, he made too many runs in the seconds, and he's been seconded um, into first. He batted and bowled really well
2: in the ones last week. So I think he... Yeah, saw that. himself a position in the ones for next week. And, yeah, pretty sure he'll be playing ones next week. And, yeah, we'll see how it goes for the following weeks. But, yeah, Josh manning form at the moment. He Thank looked... Didn't look out of place opening the batting for the ones. He looked very comfortable until he absolutely smashed the pants off a off a cut shot and um, their fielder at point took an absolute
0: worldly of a grab.
2: Um, but it's anyway, a, let's it's only, move. It's ourselves.
0: only going to weaken Aldbury seconds if he's not playing for him, Put it that way. There we are. Anyway, let's
2: move ourselves on to the final division and Division Eight. <laughs> okay and we move ourselves on to what is now becoming everyone's favorite division and division eight um leading the way our Gillsfield. they've led the way since week three in second place our Keyside, who have been in second place since week three in third place our beacon third eleven in fourth having moved up from fifth our sentinel third eleven in fifth archive glass and in sixth our church second eleven so away we go guys
1: well, it, it doesn't matter what's been so far, but this Saturday coming at Frankwell, Keyside are playing host to Gillsfield. So this there's one point between them at the top of this division, and that is going to be a cracker of a match on, on uh, Saturday. Anybody who hasn't got anything to do in the Shrewsbury area, i would get down to Frankwell and watch a great game of cricket because they are superb. Those two teams are flying in that division.
0: Mm. Yeah, tighter than a um, duck's rear end, isn't it? Really, I think uh, none. They say well, well, do you know it, what? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what? I shied away from saying that because I thought it might be a bit too risque. But you just crack on, son. <laughs> <laughs> yep, tighter than a duck's back end. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, it's a it's a really good division. This, I think, as you said, we said before, anybody can beat anybody, and they frequently do. Um, disappointed to see um, Beacon conceding on Saturday. Um, you know, in their third place slot, um, that had have been a really good game as well. There's only a point between third and fourth now, with Sentinel picking up 19 points there. I wonder why that was. Are they late getting the result in or something that they only got 19 points instead of 21.
1: Well, of course, uh, KDARF beat Gillsfield as well on Saturday. So, you know, um, they've moved themselves away from Chuck at the bottom of the division and have just clipped Gillsfield's wings a little bit ahead of the. Keyside Gillsfield encounter on Saturday, so very interesting. Sentinel very got interesting. Sentinel have got five penalty points.
0: Yeah, but they got nineteen points on Saturday. They were conceded, Beacon conceded to them, and they only got nineteen points. Yeah. So yeah. the, they have lost a point somewhere. Um, yeah, no.
2: It's, it says on it says on play cricket that they had twenty four and they've been deducted five. So I wonder whether they've got more to be deducted, or whether they've just done it that way. So. I don't
0: know. They're playing win and lose like everybody else, don't think. It? So only yeah, get I know. I, know only but I, wonder, I wonder whether
2: they've what what whether it's they've just gone take, out, taken we'll one take too in, many, take five from twenty four instead of taking one from twenty, or whether it's supposed to be five. I don't know.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Interesting to find out. Yeah, it's a tight division. I think. Yeah, Chirka getting a little bit of drift at the bottom after Kai Glass win on Saturday. Um, Massive win for the Glass against Gills. Absolutely. Wow, yeah. Huge. Huge, interesting stuff. But yes, it's oh, going to be it's, wow. it's yeah. going to be a massive clash on Saturday, as Ian says. I don't know. Chirk have their struggles, don't they? I think they, you know, they are struggling. Um, they're seconds at the moment, and you know they're, they're a really good bunch of guys. You know, it, it's mm. it's a shame to see them. You know, obviously got double relegated to see them in this position. But I guess you know it was kind of the right decision. It's. um you know they're at a level they're they're competing, but they're just not quite getting there, are they? Mm.
2: You look at it, Andy Jones, forty-three, Rob Williams, thirty-six. They even had Dale Randall turn out. You got thirteen. Yeah, I, you don't. I don't really know what's kind of going on there, really. You look, but then you look at they've got seven people bowling, and not you wonder whether maybe that's where it's where it is. Maybe well, just lack bowlers. I don't. I'm not sure. They only if had can... nine.
0: They only had nine the week before as well against Beacon so it's yeah it's 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 a shame it's you know they're struggling for numbers aren't they so um you'd hope to get a few more people involved in playing and um you know find some form because it's a division they can compete in comfortably you know with uh, with with the, the five sides it's it's a tight division
2: and that rounds up that division let's move ourselves into the final section okay so once again thank you very much for listening if you haven't listened to the supplement show make sure you do because basically it's me, a member from our extra show, this last week it was Slats and a member from our Shropshire League pod, this last week it was Joss and we run down every division from Prem to Division 8 which basically means that when we get to these extra shows and Shropshire shows we can spend a bit more time talking about the real things, the performances, the results, and everything like that, and less time talking about tables,
0: Ace Lats. Absolutely. It's uh, good to have a bit of cricket chat and not just be table-driven, shall we say. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, join it. It's good fun. So basically, every every week that we have a Birmingham League
2: podcast, we are also trying to do a Shropshire Supplement podcast as well. So basically, it will be Extra Show, Shropshire Supplement, shropshire league show shropshire supplement extra show shropshire supplement shropshire league show etc 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 that is how it is planning to go for now (laughs) unless you tell us to stop i can't (laughs) do two podcasts in a week whilst also doing everything else in the world um but yeah i will try my best to keep keep it going um You can support us by, like, sharing, subscribing, commenting, and getting involved with the Cow Corner Day Out. So for one last time, Ian, what is it?
1: This is our last extra show before the Cow Corner Day Out on Friday the 23rd of June. So please get your tickets. If you only listen to one podcast and it's the Cow Corner Extra Show, get your tickets. Remember to use the code cowpod twenty three. Get some cheap tickets, cheap beer, cheap sandwiches.
2: Fantastic.
1: And all the people who get that are with us in the same
2: block. So it's all cricketers, all together, all from Shropshire, all from the Midlands,
0: watching the cricket. And what happens else? Slats, what else is happening? At the halfway point, we're going to have inter-club challenges on the hallowed turf, Okay, Listen, guys, less than 200 tickets left. They're going fast. Don't procrastinate get them booked, get them sorted out, get your club a shout out on the big screen and on the tannoy, and let's really have a fantastic Shropshire day at Edgebaston at the Cow Corner section of the Hollies.
2: It's going to be great. All shops,
0: clubs all together,
2: all having a drink, all having a great time, or even not having a drink and having a great time, whatever you want to do. It's totally fine. And then for those who fancy it as well, you can join us for the afters at sixes as well, but make sure that as soon as you've booked your tickets, send us an email to cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message in our direct messages, letting us know who's turning up, what the club they're from and the email that you booked it with so that we can make sure that we organize that discounted food and drink for you that has to be done through ourselves anyway once again thank you for listening and uh thank you for supporting the podcast and uh, keeping it what it is and uh yeah if you do have anything that you want us to put across or any questions or anything like that um please do not hesitate to get in contact with us um all of your wonderful messages that you send to us really help us keep going and really kind of you know keeps us pushing on but uh yeah once again thank you very much ian
1: no problem at all james thank you very much indeed cheers lads
0: cheersy e. good to see you guys thanks thanks again really enjoyed the podcast and uh yeah 23rd of 23rd june, june cow pod 23 be there be square leg otherwise and you won't enjoy that nobody likes being square leg just <laughs> don't do it but that's the kind of person i am anyway on that bombshell
2: uh thank you very much and goodbye <laughs>